All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Unpack That with Brie and Kat. Today we are going to be covering the ADHD iceberg. The iceberg. (laughs) So we're just going to kind of get right into it. Um, We're going to talk about kind of growing up with ADHD and differences that we both experienced. Um, You know, her kind of knowing early on and me not knowing until I was like well into my 20s. Um, So Brie, you want to talk a little bit about your experiences in like school growing up? Yeah. So I have had ADHD my entire life, but I didn't get professionally diagnosed until I was 18 um, because my mom did not believe in medication and putting her kids on medication growing up. So lucky me got to go through school not on drugs and hating (laughs) life and flunking every class I was ever in. It was amazing. Built some character. Um, I'm totally kidding. I'm being sarcastic. It was awful. But yeah, I knew that I had ADHD growing up just because it was so much harder for me to sit in class and listen to the teacher. And I remember I would I would sit there every single day and I would tell myself, today is the day I'm going to focus on everything the teacher says. I'm going to listen to everything she says and I'm going to retain it and I'm going to learn. And I would sit there and I'd force myself to listen. And two seconds later, I'd be thinking about like, oh, I want to go ride my horse after school <laughs> or I want to like do this this like weekend or thinking about some yeah. like when I grow up, I want to be an astronaut, like some dumb shit that has nothing to do with yeah. multiplication. And it was really frustrating because I didn't understand why I couldn't click into that. And I'd see other kids clicking into it and they're totally yeah. fine. And but like I, it was just going learning. completely over my head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was really frustrating. And all my teachers growing up, they all were, they'd all tell my mother, dude, I think she has ADHD. Like she's got some issues learning. And my mom was very resistant to it and didn't want to put me on drugs or whatever her case may be um, on why she didn't want to do that. But yeah, so it was frustrating growing up for sure. I always felt like there was something wrong with me. And what about like your classes? Did you end up like going into different sorts of classes because of it? Yeah, so since it was so hard for me to learn and I was always so behind everybody else and it took me longer to learn I was always put into the lower level classes Mm -hmm. so I was the kid that would have to get up in the middle when they do math and go to a different classroom and learn dumber math math. (laughs) because I wasn't on the same level as everybody else yeah which was always very embarrassing I always felt very shamed for that like I just wanted to hide every time I'd have to get up and we'd pull out our math books and I'd have to go to different math class and kids are mean, so... Yeah, they notice that kind of stuff. Yeah, they would yeah. be like, why is she going to the dumb math class? Like, you're stupid. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I am, you know? Because I like, didn't know any better. Yeah, and so, you, like, internalize that, too. Yeah, like, so that was... thinking, like, there's something wrong with me instead of, like... Yeah. It's just literally a neurological, like, dysfunction. Yeah, and, like, and I didn't know that as a kid. And yeah. the kids didn't know that. I just thought that I was stupid. Yeah. I just didn't get it. And my parents, they'd always wanted me to do well, and I just... It wasn't as known mm-hmm. back then. I feel like when we were growing up, it was kind of just starting to be a thing and there wasn't as much education. Yeah. So I feel like my parents were also resistant and they didn't want to like maybe believe that their kid had a learning yeah. disability or not even a disability. It's just, I just learn a little differently than yeah. other people. It just takes a little longer. Yeah. And just the way our school system was set up, I just don't, didn't learn like that. I yeah. learned more hands-on and doing things rather than reading out of a book yeah. and having somebody preach it to me. Exactly. So and like, yeah, that was my experience growing up. What about you? Um, 
I didn't get diagnosed until I was about a year ago, actually. Um, and kind of like growing up, I cheated a lot in school because I just hmm. didn't. Didn't we all? <laughs> I did not. Like, <laughs> I just could not get through classes. Like, I didn't, you know, I was only good at English because I liked English. So, like, you know, I was always in the advanced level. Like, I took AP, you know, Dude, in high school. But, you know, I love to read. I love to write. I was creative in that way. But, like, as far as, like, you know, science and math like I always flunked I always had to cheat like I just got really good at cheating and like I just thought that was like a normal thing and then it wasn't and then like seeing other kids getting their grades back and like yeah you know I remember like (laughs) even in high school like worrying like it's like a core memory of like am I gonna get honors or am I gonna be like singled out because like you know you get the sash for if you get honors and like I barely made it with like honors and it was like because I cheated all through high school and I thought just like oh that's normal and like you know, I think just the anxiety of wanting to feel normal and kind of like just being in denial of like, this is not normal. Like not everyone struggles with this was like really, really difficult. And like, you know, when I finally got diagnosed, like my, and I didn't remember for a long time, I was like, oh, I didn't, I don't think I struggled. And then the more that I impacted, it, it was like, huh, let's unpack that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I started to remember like, oh my God, I cheated my way through school. Like yeah. I constantly was cheating. And it was almost like you were kind of like trying to like in- cover up, like yeah, not yeah, believe that exactly. you had something like ADHD. Yes. You were just like normalizing yeah. something. It's like, oh, everybody cheats. Everybody yeah. everybody flunks classes. And yeah. every, everybody kind of like, like gets 38. Justifying why and like what you were doing. Yeah. I would do the same shit. I'd be yeah. like, oh, like it's fine. Yeah. Like, this is and fine. And like, I don't have the hyperactivity. It's fine to get a 6% on your test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like, and I think the thing too is like, I'm the oldest and like my sister was diagnosed with it. And so like, because mm. my sisters didn't look like mine, my, yeah. my parents never questioned like, oh, there's something wrong with, you know, like cats, you know, cause I got decent grades. Like I got mm. C's, you know, I would fail math, but they thought like, oh, like she's just not good at math or science. Like, you know, it's not anything other than that. But like, Again, it was because I was cheating. So it was like, you know, but with my sister, she struggled more in school. So, you know, but it was just like kind of like putting that together was like an aha moment. Like, oh, my God, okay, I can live differently and like you can have a better quality of life. Um, So let's talk about medication a little bit. So when did you get on what medications have you tried and like what is your experience with them? So I've tried Vyvanse, Ritalin, Adderall, both the extended and the instant. Um, my, the one that works the best that I feel the best on is the extended release Adderall, the 30 milligrams. Um, Vyvanse made me feel like a zombie. A brick wall. I did not like those (laughs) at all. I just felt like a shell of myself. (laughs) Ritalin gave me too many jitters and it wore off too fast. And then the instant release Adderall, they wore off too fast. I would crash. So I like the extended release because I can take it in the morning and then I'm good all throughout the day and it's just small doses. Um, but yeah, so that's the types I've taken. And I started taking it when I was 18. So as soon as I was a legal adult, I could, I went into my family doctor and I was like, Hey, I know that you know this, but I have ADHD. Can <laughs> we get finally this diagnosed? About it. Yeah. So, cause I was a legal adult, so I didn't need my mother's permission. Yeah. So as soon as I did that, I went in the, I think I had to go in like two months two month mark after I got it, um, diagnosed and he, they started me on Adderall and do like a recap of like how I'm feeling and everything. And I like got super emotional with my doctor. Cause like my life just switched so much and I yeah. just felt normal. 
Like that's it, what my psychiatrist said too. He's yeah. like, your quality of life will greatly yeah. improve. You're going like, to be so happy. Like it was everything. Like not only like I got a promotion at my job, mm-hmm. like I was doing better at my job. It wasn't yeah. as stressful. Like I was able to like, I was really into makeup at the time. So I was learning all about different like brands and like yeah. ingredients and makeup. And I was able to retain all this information. Yeah. And it just was like so much easier yeah. for me to. You just, feel like you're. I feel fulfilled. Be, like yeah. I'm, I'm actually a normal person. And yeah. it also trickled into like my social life too, because yeah. I get really bad anxiety when I'm having a conversation because sometimes I can't pronounce like create a sentence right like it just sounds very like I stutter or I mispronounce things or I just I stumble over myself from trying to get too much yeah. out too fast or I like lose my train of thought in the middle of speaking and then I have yeah. to pause like and it's just people think you're dumb it's a train wreck of yeah. trying to talk and yeah. so I always got really really insecure especially growing up I didn't have a lot of friends I just felt really awkward because like I just couldn't get what I was thinking out yeah you know it was just like a mess but once I got on Adderall I can actually create a sentence and focus and just be normal and communicate and have a normal conversation and not be anxious about it. Yeah. So it was just, I wish that I would have gotten on it sooner because I definitely feel like I wouldn't have failed out of school. And, and probably had better self-esteem too. Cause yeah. it's like, you don't even realize how badly it's impacted you until you like start addressing it. Like, yeah. okay, I <laughs> feel so anxious in a crowd because I don't know if I'm going to, my thought is going to leave my brain after two seconds or like if I can't find a word and then like I look dumb and then like, yeah, you know, that stigma of like, Oh, well you're like, you're by societal standards, you're, you know, conventionally pretty. And so like you also come off dumb. And so like, yeah, people don't (laughs) want to give you a chance like with that too. And you know, it's just really hard. And so let's discuss not being on medication and then coming off of the medication. Cause I think those are definitely I was not aware of the side effects or things I was going to encounter when I was coming off of the drugs. Yeah. Um, And especially when like normal people, I don't want to say normal people, but like people that take it for fun and abuse it. And like, and and I I want to say that that too. Yeah. So like if you have, if you have ADHD, your, your dopamine starts, this is like a normal person. It's going to start here. So when we take Adderall or any sort of, you know, ADHD medication we're trying to just get to here and if you're you don't have it you're you're going here so it's basically no point of you even using it um so yeah like coming off of it is really hard um you get like really bad depression and like well it's like coming off of a high almost because like your normal dopamine is so low naturally when you have ADHD Mm -hmm. and when you take medication for it, it brings you to a normal level yeah but then when you stop taking it it drops you back down to like where you were before, which mm-hmm. is a and drop. And it's a harder crash because yeah, you're not used to it. Exactly. You get used to like and feeling it's, normal. It's um, shocking because yeah. you just feel so like in a daze, in a fog. Yeah. You have no energy. For me, there was, my pharmacy had lost my prescription. It was last October before yeah. I moved to Texas. And I, you can't get a refill until it's like on the day because it's a narcotic and people ruined it. And <laughs> Controlled substance. Now I have to get it exactly the yeah. day. But I went to pick it up and they'd lost my prescription. And so I tried to call my doctors and it was a whole fiasco and it happened on a Friday. So I went that whole weekend. I couldn't get a hold of them. And then they were trying to get it figured out the whole next week. I had to take PTO from my job because I could not get out of bed. I had been on Adderall since I was I'm 18. <laughs> it's funny because it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it sucks. <laughs> 18 to 25. 
like or Ugh. 24 whatever age it was like straight no yeah. issues i just would take it in the morning like i wasn't abusing it just every yeah. day like normal so going from taking it every day to not having it for almost a week you're not supposed to just stop taking Adderall. You're supposed yeah. to dose down, especially after that amount of time that you've been taking it. Yeah. And so I was, I lost 10 pounds in almost a week because all I was doing was throwing up. I couldn't drink water. I couldn't eat. I couldn't leave my bed. Oh, I was just sucks. sleeping all day. It was the most miserable time of my entire life. And then after, I think it was four days, I had to go back to work. I couldn't keep using PTO. Mm-hmm. It was miserable. Like I couldn't focus and like, it just took my body so long. After a week, they finally got it figured out. Yeah. But it just took my body like that whole week. It was miserable. It was not. So if you're wanting to come off of it, just don't go cold turkey. Do not go cold turkey. Cause that was the sickest I have ever been was that. Cause I couldn't keep food down. It was, it was miserable. I was just like, and your dopamine too. Like I was depressed. I was crying. Yeah. I was sad. And also like, basically withdrawing so it yeah. was just I'm probably isolating too, yeah it's like, yeah it was not great. fun at all um but yeah and then when i came to texas the laws, the laws are strict oh my god texas yeah. can we fix this we, please we both came from out of state and you know we're struggling now with like she hasn't been on it for almost a year yeah, since march a year and i have like one bottle left and i'm having to use it very sparingly and i'm having really bad mood swings because of it because i'm only taking it like three times a week and then I'm getting depressed. So it's like we, yeah, it's just like hard. It's really hard that it's, it's become so normalized that like we have to just constantly. I just think people have, it's unfortunate that people have abused certain drugs so much. Yeah. Like, Oh, I have an attention problem. Like that is not what it is. Yeah. That people that genuinely need drugs in any form, they, it makes it harder for them to get it because of these people that are abusing it. Yeah. And now we can't get it prescribed or it, it's just like jumping through hoops trying to get it. And it's just frustrating for people that genuinely have issues and need these drugs to be to function. And yeah. now we can't. It's harder for us to access them because of people abusing yeah. it. Like kind of like getting Dayquil, like now. you have to show like, your ID and like. I can't believe people abuse it's just, Dayquil. Yeah. Like what about, the, on, what about the addictive nose spray? We've got to talk about that issue. Now. We need to unpa- unpack, unpack the, the nose. Spray. What is it called? Like Advin? Ad- Advin? Arden? It's not Arden. I think it's Advin. Yeah. Something. Who's getting addicted to nose spray? Dude, there was a TikTok. I bet people with the ADHD get addicted to nose spray. I, yeah. I can't get out or I'm going nose spray. <laughs> like, I think that's a good. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about masking. Yeah, you're an expert on that. And the so. service industry. Oh my gosh, the service the industry. The service industry. I am Let's t- talk about that. Expert on so, that. <laughs> yeah, my psychiatrist told me one time, and it, this has stuck with me. Uh, he said, when I told him what I do, so I bartend, he goes, you know, if you didn't have ADHD, you probably would have been an uh, engineer or like an <laughs> architect. Yeah, no, seriously. He's like, cause you like to build. You, he said you can. He said you. I know. I was so like, if I was you like, didn't Ow. have a mental illness. Yeah. You would have been a no. Yeah. Architect. I mean, it's it's like a neurological <laughs> thing, but like he he literally was like, well, yeah, you like to build things. Like a lot of people who have ADHD go into the service industry. They bartend. They, you know, because it's your building, but like you can't. You don't have the attention to. It's like the, a short. executive dysfunction is too um, like strong to where you. Like that's, that's what you can do. You yeah. can do bartending. That makes um, sense. But yeah. And then another thing like masking a lot of people and even we're doing it right now, if I'm being honest, like we're masking right now because yeah. we're, 
we're trying to appear normal. We're, we're holding eye contact. That's not normally what we do. Like we normally can't do that, but like by societal standards, we know because we're being watched that yeah. we've learned to mask to appear normal. Yeah. And cause we know like things like, uh, breaking eye contact is rude. Uh, interrupting people during their sentences. Like we're both trying not to interrupt each other, but we do yeah. interrupt each other all the time. Um, like we, if, if a normal person were to sit in the car with you and I like yeah. fly on the wall and listen to our conversations, yeah. I feel like they would be so offended, confused, horrified. horrified. I don't think they would understand how we're totally understanding what each yeah. other's saying. Cause we're consistently exactly. yelling over exactly. each other, talking about five <laughs> things at once yeah. <laughs> and not making eye contact yeah. and looking at any other exactly. object in the room. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's chaotic, but it's, so yeah, that's, but we get it. Cause yeah. like we're the same thing. We're, we, yeah. we, that's how we're, our that's brains, our brains work. And it's like, I saw something one time. It was like a diagram. It says like a person with ADHD, like their brain is kind of like jumbled up spaghetti. And then like a person that doesn't <laughs> have it is like, it's just like a straight line. So like people with ADHD, there's no, like we always have a thought happening. Like a, apparently like people that don't have it, they don't have thoughts sometimes like no thoughts. Wait, what? Like they, they <laughs> don't have a thought going through their brain sometimes like, like, like they don't constantly think it's like that. I, I saw something like <laughs> somebody was saying that they don't have that voice internal in dialogue. Head. Yeah. They don't. What do you, I have a question for those people. Somebody needs to respond Explain to this. Explain to me how that works. <laughs> How do you Is not? It just nothing. No, in your I head? learned that. There's like they yeah, don't have weird. constant thoughts. I can't even like, fathom that because I'm constantly like talking to myself. And in there's my head. no, there's no like track. There's no like train tracks to how we got from point A to point B. So I thought that was fascinating. But back to masking. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's ADHD at its finest. Yeah, right there. Um, yeah, masking. I mean, in the service industry, like you're saying, you have to like. We're always taught, at least in my experiences, like fake it till you make it. And always be like greeting the guests with a smile and be yeah. happy. Mm-hmm. Even like it teaches us to keep masking on days that like I am having a terrible day. Yeah. It's like you can't go into work and you're working at a sandwich shop or Victoria's Secret mm-hmm. and <laughs> be like, I'm having a terrible day. My boyfriend just relapsed on drugs mm-hmm. and broke up with me. Yep. No, I and have now. to be like, hi, can I size you for a bra today? <laughs> like, no. Can I make you a margarita? <laughs> yeah, like I literally do not care. Yeah about helping this person but like you have to or else you're gonna get fired or your shift's gonna get covered you know it's just so we're adhd it makes sense why we're in the service industry because that comes so natural and like easy for us to just and you get positive feedback from it yeah like when people are like oh you're you're like listening to me and you're acting normal and like great customer service today yeah so then you learn that like being who you actually are is not really like cool it's not, it's, it's, it's not really not it's cool. not that's not really lit that's yeah. not super lit of you to cut me off and like what dude you know what makes me the most what is the most embarrassing is okay so i don't know if you ever had this happen to you but i'm talking to people sometimes because i can't look at them they will they will literally turn around and look to see what's behind them they'll be like and, and while they're having a conversation yeah because they think i'm looking at something behind them I feel like I've had that happen. No, it ha- it's or so do embarrassing. You have them where like you're kind of breaking eye contact and they move their head to like yeah, get in your yeah, eyes again okay. and you're like I'm I'm trying to stop. Please stop. <laughs> okay, I've never had that you. one, but it, I get the I turnaround that. one constantly. They're like, I had a teacher that would do that to me all the time. Oh my god! And he would make me, so, but his eyes he had like astigmatism, so like I never stop. knew like what eye. So like, and he made me really uncomfortable. He's really creepy. Like he uh. always wore really tight pants. I swear he had those blow up underwears. 
to like make his bulge look bigger. Yeah, he was a character. He got fired for stalking. I bet. Oh my god. He was <laughs> He wanted. He wanted you to look at his pee pee. <laughs> no, but he was like, he would just look at you and like you kind of look away and he'd just keep following. <laughs> it was so I hated it because like eye contact. I just. It's not like we're being rude. I just can't. Like I can look yeah. at like make eye contact Ooh. and break it, but it's yeah, just it's not something that I'm. My my boyfriend on. the other day he was like, <laughs> we were talking and he goes, look at me in the eyes. Oh ew! And I was like, he's like, well, he. I guess he was trying to like exposure therapy. Like he's like, okay, well, and I was, I was like, I don't think you understand. Like I can't, like, like physically, like yeah. And I told, I told him too. And that's that's part of it is like, and that's kind of why we want this podcast or this episode. I I tried to do it for a few minutes, and then like I kept laughing, and I kept forgetting my thought. And I looked at him, and I was like, the reason that I'm not looking at you is because I feel comfortable not masking, like. Uh, if I if I don't yeah. feel like I have to stare you in the face, then that means that I'm being my full self. I don't yeah. feel like I need to mask around you. And so that's a compliment. That it point. is an actual compliment that I will not look you directly in the face. <laughs> so do what you want with that information. <laughs> um, but I have yeah. a funny oh. story about. Oh, my God. I'm ready. Is the, it the Victoria's uh, Secret story. Yeah, OK, I've been yeah. waiting all day for this one. I have not told Kat the story. So this is going to be a raw it's, it, it's reaction. Yeah. So. When I worked at Victoria's Secret, I have so many deranged customer service Dude, stories. I should, I'm gonna should do like an too. episode of okay. just like customer wild sir, shit that we put it seen. on the list. As well as like bartender and like <laughs> food, Victoria's Secret, Victoria's Secret retail. Oh my yeah. god, it's like the Paul Blart. Remember that? Have you ever seen Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yeah. These two ladies get into the fight over the bra, and then Paul Blart gets beat up. Why am I not recalling this? We'll watch it. But go ahead, tell your story. Okay. Yeah, so it was Black Friday. It anybody was literally that, in the movie. Okay, sorry. Anybody, <laughs> <laughs> anybody that that knows Black Friday in retail knows the trauma. The trauma. It is the ter- most terrifying day to work as a retail. I have seen full ass grown women rip t shirts out of young girls' hands oh because they're ten dollars and on sale, and the girls crying, looking at me, and I'm like, I, I'm not gonna take it back from her. <laughs> I didn't see anything. Like the worst of humanity comes out <laughs> on Black Friday night at Victoria's. The Karens. The, Yes, the Karens. The Karens and the Stacys. Yes. Um, so the line was wrapped around the whole store to get a fitting room. I was working the fitting room. These people stood in line for like, it was, or maybe it was semi-annual sale. I know, I think it was Black Friday. Either, same difference. But I'm fitting this girl for a bra because that's, that's what she do. And so I'm, I'm fitting her. I put her in the fitting room to, with her try-on bra. And then I told her to click the button. When she's done, I'll come back and check. Button goes off. She opens the door really weird, like kind of like kind of cracks it, like doesn't really want me to come in all the way. As soon as I walked in, the smell, the smell. I have never <laughs> smelled something so foul in my entire life. I was like, oh, my God. My first reaction was this girl hasn't showered in 10 years. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Coming and for a bra fitting. It, it was so gr- uh, I was trying so hard not to like my eyes were watering. It was so bad. <laughs> and she was being weird. She's like, yeah, no, it fit. Like, it's great. Like, here's the bra back. Like, I don't. And I was like, OK, like kind of just like shoving me out. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK. Anyways, so she leaves and I go in to turn over the fitting room for the next guest. Keep in mind, there's a line around our store with like 50 people waiting. OK, the smell is now. <laughs> just all over the fitting room and everybody's like what does that smell my coworker spraying the febreze we're like oh my god i go in to turn the fitting room over and i move the little chair and behind the chair there is a pile of poop <laughs> on the floor excuse me 
this woman, she had to be in her like late thirties. So obviously old enough to know that that is not okay to do in the public place. And if you need to go potty, (laughs) why did she shit on the floor? (laughs) I paged my manager and I was like, we've got a code brown. (laughs) I do not make enough to clean this up. I need you to come (laughs) to the fitting room right now and clean this up because I'm not doing it. What did you say in the the microphone? Were you like, there's shit on the floor? I told her somebody shit in the That's a core memory. (laughs) (laughs) And then to make it worse. Were you masking? No remorse. (laughs) I don't know. No, I think that that's why I was so like someone's shit in the fitting room because that was full on me. I was not customer service mode because I was so offended by this foul behavior from a woman that knows better. Was it like a small pile or a large pile? Dude, it was massive. Like a dog, <laughs> like. Can you imagine, like? But do you, th- here's, do you think somebody saw that what, coming out of her butt? I don't know, but like the fact that you just did that in a fitting room for me to clean it up, and then to make it to worse, not even tell you, she's uh, like, my manager made me feel really bad. She's like, dude, she might have a mental illness. Like, don't be like. And I was like, okay, oh, she might. Man, no, this woman is walking around Victoria's Secret, continuing to shop with her sisters, like nothing had happened. Like laughing. you weren't going to find the turd on the floor. I feel like if, if it was an accident, genuinely, you would have been so embarrassed. How do you accidentally shit on the floor no, I know, and cover it, it up? No, it isn't. but if, if, if like you had meant like something, you know, right. I feel like you would, you would have been ashamed. You and just, yeah. This but was like, a planned attack. <laughs> <laughs> I was appalled. I, I just, this was a revenge. <laughs> I, I was just shocked. I, I like, I could not believe that that was like, I was like, is this the behavior? Like <laughs> no bra in on Idaho. sale is worth that. Like it just I, go to the bathroom and stand in line again. Or you don't poop before you leave your house. <laughs> can't you, can't, isn't that like a crime? That's a hate crime. It should be like, but this is, this isn't the first time I found shit at Victoria's Secret. There oh my God. Multiple times. I mean, like as a bartender, normal. As a Victoria's Secret, people take it seriously. Concierge. <laughs> when was the second time? I just we need just to know. find it like under tables and like, what tables? You know the tables where the bras have, like, are. <laughs> How are these people getting away with this? <laughs> I don't know if it was like kids or dogs or, I don't know. Oh uh, wait, have you ever? Did that lady have a dog with her? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so that was traumatizing. Okay, so that, that I that's really my funny I enjoyed story. that story um, to no to no end. The fitting room shitter. And we will we will <laughs> unpack more of those stories. Okay, so back to ADHD. Okay, yes. so me and Bree, Bree and I, excuse me. Uh <laughs> we kind of have like we have similarities in our ADHD, but we also have some like polar opposites. So we're going to go over that really quick because there's a couple types of ADHD. I'm sure you guys know that. Um, so we'll just kind of go over that. So what would you say, like, are your big trademark, my trademarks, like what, what are my like your ADHD me? Yeah. Like what is like your, Oh my God, it's happening. The H is kicking in the, the, the A is earlier? kicking in. Yeah. Added. Yeah. The added, added. <laughs> like what are your moments where you're like, Oh my God, this is so frustrating. Like, um, it's definitely any time that I'm trying to do anything like reading, learning, studying, any academics is extremely hard for me to focus and not space out. Or I will literally read two chapters in something, 
be writing it down, taking notes mm-hmm. on autopilot, thinking about something completely different, like making up some fantasy reality in my head or thinking about what I need to get at the grocery store. Like it just things that have nothing to do with CPR. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just, I know. <laughs> and it's so frustrating. Cause I'm like, okay, now not only have I spent the last hour reading these chapters, not retaining anything, I need to go back and do it again and, and try to force time, myself yeah. to focus in on it. And it's, yeah, it's frustrating. And that's really where it shines is anytime mm-hmm. I'm trying to do reading or learning anything. Yeah. That's kind of where, do you or, feel like that affects your mood. Yeah. Like, do you feel like, cause, cause you know, emotional dysregulation is like definitely a big symptom of it. And like, impatient. Yeah. I am as a human being. I mentioned this in the last one. You <laughs> don't want to see her in traffic. I don't want to see, I like the, Oh shit handle. I'm constantly grabbing <laughs> yeah. like namaste. But yeah. Yeah. I'm working on it. Oh, it's okay. I am. Yeah. I just need to get my Adderall back cause it helps me. Yeah. We're working on that one too. Yes. What, yes. what are some other things? What are some things you don't like that you would, that people are like shocked by like, Oh, I wouldn't know because of this. Um, how organized I am and how regimented my schedule is and mm. how I'm extremely type A. Yeah. She is like, I have like in my closet organizers that have Sunday through Saturday and I will set aside outfits on the day, like gym fit. And then right. when I worked my nine to five and then my cardio fit, I would have all my outfits picked out, coordinated by the day. And then all my meals coordinated and stacked in order of how I'm going to eat them in my refrigerator so I can just grab them. Like I'm super everything. When I was in prep, I was eating my breakfast at the same time every single day, like to the minute because <laughs> my everything is so structured. Like when I wake up. When I get to the gym, when I do cardio, when I'm done with cardio, when I do my steps, when I'm back home, like everything is so. When she puts her phone on D&D. Dude, so organized that like (laughs) every day was the same time I'd be eating breakfast. Like everything is so organized and I keep my house really clean, really organized. Like I can't. Yeah, it is really clean. And this is a little messy for me. That's wild. Which stresses me out. Like I've been thinking about this whole time. I'm like, oh, I should have vacuumed, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a quality that. Most people, I feel like with ADHD, aren't as anal about cleanliness and being very routine. Right. But at the same time. But you've kind of conquered that one. I feel like it helps me with my ADHD because I don't have to think. Yeah. I don't have to like, if I eat the same shit every day, like we were talking about earlier. Right. People with ADHD don't get bored of food. No. We eat same the same food every day. Same shit and we mm-hmm. will be fine, which will it's make easier for excellent us. bodybuilders. Yeah. I will say that. Yes. But it's just, everything's the same. And so I don't have to think about when I'm going to wake up, what I'm going to train tomorrow, what, like everything is exactly the same. What yeah. I'm going to get at the grocery store. I just learn where the stuff is. I go to that place. I pick it up. I leave. Like yeah. everything is so I'm just, I'm basically on autopilot because I've just gotten in this routine that I don't need to think. So it just makes it easier to navigate life when you have ADHD. Is it frustrating if you, something out of your routine like happens, like if someone wants to hang out and it's Extremely. not in your, or like if you have to go do something out of your schedule, like those yeah. off your meal time or like your, your wake up time or you're going to sleep time. Like how do, how do you manage like social interactions um i get extremely mad if something throws my routine off yeah. like this morning my phone decided to just take a shit not not turn on not <laughs> like, turn off like the lady of victoria's secret yeah basically she pulled the victoria's secret <laughs> shitter <laughs> and it just it threw my whole morning off i woke up at 6 15 which by that time i would have already been at the gym and it just it just set my whole day back and it just put me in this mood because like 
I'm not in control. And it was just, I just, I have to have everything so organized by the minute or else I get really stressed. And then if somebody that they'll hit me up and be like, Hey, you want to hang out No. today? And I'm like, (laughs) um, that's not in my routine today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it'll have to wait. (laughs) Yeah. But it's so, I feel like it's, it's also a negative. Like people are really envious. Like, Oh my gosh, I wish I could be as routine as you. Mm -hmm. Not really, because like it gives me so much anxiety to like deviate from my routine that sometimes I'm holding myself back from going out and like hanging out with somebody a spur yeah. of the moment. And, like, right. Because I've been really working on trying to be, if somebody hits me up last minute to hang out like that night, yeah, sure, I will. Like, yeah. I'll, I, what am I going to do? Sit at home and watch TV like I do every night? Like, just go. Like, yeah. it's okay if you're not in bed exactly at 9 yeah. p.m. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'll still. Yeah. Get your eight hours of sleep yes. or your so seven it's a, hours It's a sleep. blessing, but it's yeah. a curse at the same time. I was thinking about that because, like, I can imagine that would be very, uh, like, throw you, like, as a slippery slope. Yeah. Like, oh, if you throw me off one time, like, will I slip down the slope and, like, not do it again? Or, like... Yeah, and then it affects your mood. It's like, am I going to let it just ruin my mood the whole day? Right. Like, that's what I had to do today is I had to take a step back after I woke up late and threw my morning off. I had to be like, okay, we're filming a pod today. I'm really yeah. excited for that. Like... I'm going to go get a good lift in. Like, don't let this just negatively affect the whole day. Like, yeah. just reality, work around it. It was 45 minutes late. It, yeah. What in the grand scheme of things, how big of a deal is 45 minutes? Yeah. Like, you'll be okay. That's like, good. just watch 45 minutes less TV tonight. Yeah. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. So, that's um, my two cents on that. But what about you? What are your, like, uh, what are you known for with your ADHD? Oh, God. Um, Okay, so I can name a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely lose things a lot. Or drop. I drop things a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I go to Kat's house before we like go to the gym or whatever we're doing, I know when I get there. Oh, and I'm always late. Read up always late. Always late. Always late. And I'm so early to I'm everything. Not, I and can't be on time. I'm like Time 15 management. minutes early at least or else I'm stressed. No, I'm like an hour late. Yeah, she's bad. But we're working on that. Yeah. But anytime I get to cats, yeah. I know. I'm like, okay, she's gonna I'm gonna walk in, she's gonna say she's ready, but she's not ready. She's gonna need <laughs> to grab something. She's gonna need to grab her meal. She needs to fill up her water, and then she's gonna drop her drop something. And then she's gonna <laughs> get to the door and then she'll be like, Oh crap, I need to grab this. And then she's gonna go grab her book bag or something. And then we're gonna get to the door again. And then she'll be like, Oh shit, I need to let the cats back in. It's just it's gonna be a couple times before we actually get out the door. So I'm like, okay. Just give myself about 10 to 15 minutes at Kat's apartment waiting for her to collect her belongings, <laughs> drop a couple, and then we'll be on the way. Yeah, so that is <laughs> that is my big struggle, and luckily she has embraced me with open arms because, <laughs> like, she never makes me feel bad about it because, like, I, and that's, that's where we're kind of opposite with our ADHD is, like, I get up and raw dog my day. I have absolutely no schedule in the slightest unless I, you know, well, yeah, I just don't have a schedule. Like, I, I don't plan anything out i don't i I don't put my meals in containers like i just i throw whatever i'm gonna like i'll make my turkey i'll make my rice i put it in two separate containers and then i just weigh it out and i'm like honestly i'll do that too if i'm not like working a shift yeah i'm like i just don't you know i don't i just don't have structure and like you know it allows for a lot of spontaneity but it also just like frustrates the hell out of me because like i just (laughs) Like the the choice paralysis, like, okay, what am I going to do with my day? And then I end up just sitting on my phone or like just like avoiding what I need to get done. And I think that goes back to like the confidence thing of like, it's really, I don't feel 
confident enough to kind of create a solid schedule because I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. And then like that, that fear of failure and like not following through with something is very prevalent. Um, so I think that's kind of the thing that I struggle with and, you know, just being again, like klutzy and, you know, just dropping things and, you know, just, Oh, and that's another thing. Uh, what else do I struggle with? Um, like the, like you ever go to a movie? We're talking about this, the movie thing. Uh, like, I can't watch movies with like very oh. intricate <laughs> plot lines. Like yeah. do not ask me to go see an action Hands movie. Tale. Yeah. The, the answer is no. If there's more than like, f- like any superhero movie, any like fast and furious, like I cannot do movies with plots. I don't like to watch new movies it's or just, shows. There's it's too like, much going on. And yeah, it's like, I, I can't, can't, I'm when you're on to the third plot, I'm still on the first one trying to be like, okay, why is, were these people yeah. and what is going on? Why are they trying to get to and the And why am like, I looking at this completely different person in a different state? You know, exactly. it's just like, it's, it's too, it's too much, too much for like our brains mm. to understand and follow. Yes. Especially it, if they do it over time, like in a series of a show, mm-hmm. that's different. I can follow But like up. when it's, they're trying to cram into a movie, movie it's like, can't do that. I can't mm-hmm. keep up dog. Yeah. This is, Oh, that's like, another thing. Sensory issues. That is a big one that oh I struggle gosh. with. Yeah. I am Yours very, is loud. yeah, I'm very light sensitive. I'm very, yeah. um, what is it? Noise sensitive. Like it, it, it makes me very, uh, like give it like a fight or flight kind of response. Like I don't, um, what's another one? Like tags. I don't like tags. I don't like things touching my armpits. Like it's just a lot of like like I will have like a mental breakdown if there's too many people in a room. Like I, and that's like the socializing aspect of it. Like yeah. I have to go take a lot of breaks. Like if I'm at like a part and not so much if I'm with people that I don't have to mask with, but like if I'm going, if I know I'm going to like a setting where I have to mask, I have to excuse myself a lot because I, it's exhausting to like yeah. perform cause you're yeah. performing. Um, and so like you, and you know, like people can kind of tell too, like you can tell when I like, feel like you think they can, but like, I really don't think that, they can. You, I think really? it's more so in our head because we overthink so much. That could be like, true. Like I really think that when we go out in public, unless you're being like obnoxious about it, I yeah. don't think people, I feel like I overcompensate. don't have ADHD. So they don't even think like that. Yeah. So they're not thinking like, Oh, this, this bitch be masking. Yeah. Like they're not. <laughs> well, I, I don't think they think that. I feel like they're like, Oh, she's being fake. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't think Maybe I'm just getting, I think you're over my head. Yeah. yeah. And I do that. That's part of it. I have yeah. really bad anxiety over it. Cause it's like, I don't ever want to be perceived as like, you know, and that's one thing we were talking about, like ADHD, yeah. you know, it can come across as a lot of times it gets mistaken for narcissism. Um, and same thing with autism. Yeah. Like both of them can look they, and bipolar too. Bipolar looks like, uh, if you're in a manic episode, it looks like narcissism because you have this grandiose, you know, way of thinking you're very impulsive. Um, you know, with autism, you, you cut people off. You're very blunt. Same thing with ADHD. Like you, you're just talking in a stream of consciousness and it the can lines come, are very yeah, blurred. It can come across as very rude. Um, and you know, I can always tell when somebody has it because they will just like the other day I was at the gym when I, when I was working the front desk and this girl came up to me and she was like, did you just spray tan? Cause my hands were all like orange and crusty. And I looked at her and I was like, yeah, you have ADHD, don't you? And she like <laughs> busted out laughing. And I was like, yeah. Cause like normally you, you wouldn't, yeah. she just blurted it out. Like into yeah. like, I feel like to a normal person that would have been like rude, like, well, do my hands not look good? But yeah. it's like, no, you're just making an observation. So, yeah. um, just things like that. And like, again, like, um, you know, with narcissism and ADHD, it's like the intention is different. Yeah. So, and know, that's what we were talking about with like people with ADHD are easier to be victims to somebody who's a narcissist just because I feel like with ADHD, a lot of times we, 
narcissists narcissists are very smart and calculated Mm -hmm. and i feel like with people with adhd we almost overcompensate by trying to be people pleasers Mm -hmm. and so narcissists obviously prey on people like that so it's very easy for us to and they both they both love bomb like narcissists and adhd people love bomb but it's it's a different it's a different intention like we get hyper fixated on a new person we want to get to know you we want to you know find out about you and a narcissist unfortunately will mirror that but they're doing it to gather information to use against you and kind of like you know find out like figure out your weak spots um and so that's and that's the hard thing is like with they you don't realize it until you're too deep in yeah and same thing like people with adhd we can't pay attention because neurologically we can't pay attention but with a narcissist they will intentionally ignore you you know seem like they're not interested looking away from you yawning things like that with us again the dopamine deficiency you're tired more so it's it's two completely different intentions and I think that's you know one thing we definitely want to touch on is because you know it can be difficult socially when you know how it can come off to people yeah. So I do want to touch back to the sensory thing that you were oh, discussing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, <laughs> you know my hatred for wind. Oh, my God. Her <laughs> in the fucking wind. I Her wind anxiety. hate wind. She hates wind. But I think because I've been like. <laughs> she has like a fight or flight response Literally, to like I get so anxious and just angry and just like I hate it. Like it's so overwhelming. She has to flee. And I do have to flee. That's, yeah. yeah. And Cat one day was like, we really need to unpack that. Like, yeah. why are you so like annoyed by the wind? Yeah. And I really think like, for one, I hate when it blows my hair around and gets in like my lip gloss or like, I just, yeah. I hate it. It drives me nuts. But yeah. I also think it's just so much going on. Like yeah. it almost like you can mess with my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I can't fixate on anything, but like how loud it is in my ear and how yeah. like obnoxious it is that like, I can't think of anything. Like, it's just like, I'm just in like a bubble of wind, like <laughs> a wind I can't, tunnel, a wind. T- yeah. It's like yeah. In a tornado. Like I can't think <laughs> of anything else, but how obnoxious this wind is. Yeah. And that like, makes sense. but it's not because of it's, it's loud. Cause I love going to music festivals and yeah. like, I love loud stuff, mm-hmm. but like, it's just the wind. Like it just, I don't know what it is about. It just messes with my head and I can't focus on anything. And it just irritates me. So it was more of like a, I don't even know what you would call that sensory issue, but wind, but wind, wind is your big thing. Yeah. I've, I've definitely <laughs> I noticed wind. that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, what else are we chronic what unemployment? That chronic unemployment. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. People with ADHD, there's, there's, yeah, we're kind of going through that right now. Yes. Unfortunately, okay. um, we're going to get that on track though. Yeah. Um, choice paralysis. That's another big one that I run into all the time. Like I, Here's, here's an example. The other day I was taking check-in pictures to send to my coach Mm -hmm. and I had taken two videos and I was at the gym already done my check-ins trying to like take screenshots to put them together to send to my coach. And there was two front poses. They were almost identical, except I was angled a little bit differently in one and the other compared to the other one. I sat there for 30 minutes looking at the same picture back and forth, back and (laughs) forth, back and forth. I could not decide. I was so... I could, it was the same picture, basically. I could not pick it. I had to go ask the front desk girls, like, can you please help? Which one? And she picked it for oh, me in 0.2 seconds. I noticed seconds. you do do that. I'm so like, yeah, you I can never figure like, it out. With like certain things, like yeah. sometimes, like I will literally have to call my dad with like little things. I'm like, I don't know which one to pick. I'm so like, you do do I get, that. Because I get so 
yeah. anxious about mm-hmm. making the decision. And then I'm like, but well, is it the right one? What if it's not? What yeah. if I like pick this one? Then I'm like, shit, I should have picked the other one. Like, yeah, it's just, I get so anxious with making decisions. Like, That's, but sometimes I'm so, it's so easy for me to make a decision. Yeah. Like it really just stand strong in. Yeah. Like, you but know. there's some things like I just cannot for the life well, of me make a decision. So I, and I actually read about that recently. Uh, it's because if you feel like if you make a decision, all the other options go away. And it's not true. Like, wow. Like you feel like, okay, like deciding on a career, deciding on, you know, mm. uh, like for us, we, we've started like six different side things that we want to <laughs> do. And the reason we do that is because we feel like if we just focus on one thing, then all of the other options go away. And I think that kind of boils down. Oh, that has another it's one. It's a very Objects, ADHD thing. Object permanence. That's a big one. Um, and the, ooh, let's go into that really quick. Object <laughs> permanence. So that happens with objects and also people. So maintaining relationships can be very difficult for people with ADHD because if we can't see you, you don't exist. It's like when you have <laughs> avocados in the fridge and they keep going bad and you keep buying the same salad because, and that's why like people with Dude, ADHD, that's we literally do well me with, with my clear like, containers. Why I have like 500 unopened text messages. Exactly. Cause you, and, because if goes, I don't open it, I don't see it and you don't exist and I don't have to reply. Exactly. And that's <laughs> the same thing with people, you know, like long distance does not work for people with ADHD. Um, you know, it, and it sucks because you lose contact with friends because you're like, oh, well, I can't see you. So, like, like you just forget that they're a part of your life. And I feel you know, like we just live so much in like what's right in front of us in like yeah. our physical world that mm-hmm. it's really hard for us to like focus on things that like long distance, like people in Idaho, like that I was super close with. I feel like since I've moved, I've kind of, I don't communicate with them all the time anymore, but it's because they're not in my immediate circle Mm -hmm. that I can't, I don't see them. Yeah. And I'm so busy with like my life down here that sometimes they just, but it's not personal at all. No, like, it's I would not. Love, and it can come off uh, like yeah, it, but, but would, it, it can hurt. People I wish sometimes. that I could keep up with all the yeah. relationships, but I feel like sometimes I get overwhelmed if I have too many people in my life. Right. Like it's, I like having just a small little circle. Yeah. Cause you can, it's so much easier just to be like, why? Like I have you yeah. and then like my dad, I have a couple people down here and like, I, it's not a huge overwhelming, overwhelming yeah. circle. It's kind of like, it's almost like a sensory overload in it a is. way because like you have so many, cause then you have to keep track of all these people's lives. It's like a really big obligation Yeah, and it's exhausting. It's, yes. It can be very exhausting even when you love them. It's like, you know, having to put that because having low dopamine is it's tiring. Like it makes you tired. So it's like having to, you know, your energy gets withdrawn very quickly. And, you know, um, I think it, it definitely helps to have people, friends that have ADHD because they understand, like, <laughs> yes, I know for a fact, personally. yeah, like all of my friends that have ADHD, I know for a fact, like I could call them up after not talking to them for months and they would not bat an eye because they do the, they, they experience the same thing of object permanence. So, um, you know, I think just knowing all these things and, and, how they relate back to you know something that I think is just like looked at as like oh you just have attention issues oh you just have like you can't stop fidgeting like when you when you look at the ADHD iceberg you see how much it really affects somebody with it and you know, I love that it's called an ADHD iceberg, ADHD iceberg I just man. think that's hilarious it's, it's the tip of the iceberg is is attention and you know well there's fidgeting. so much that goes into there's it so too, much because, like yeah all people think when they look in ADHD is that tip of the iceberg. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't focus and you fidget. 
Oh yeah. You're hyper. Yeah. And it's like, I'm actually not hyper at all. Mm -hmm. I'm not fidgety at all. I can sit in a quiet room and not fidget. I can read a book just fine. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. I can read like ADHD is so much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and also I feel like it's kind of a trend to be like, Oh, Oh, I I have have ADHD. ADHD. I'm so ADHD. My mother would do that all the time growing up. Like, Oh, it's my ADHD. It makes me mad. And like, yeah, it's kind of like you, it's invalidating. Yeah. Like Like you don't want to have this. Okay, so we're going to end this off with talking about, like, what is the biggest hurdle with your ADHD that you hope to kind of conquer this year? Like, yeah, Yeah. improve on. So for me, it's definitely trying to navigate how I can still study, read, learn without being on medication and trying to figure out the best way for my brain and whether that's little bite-sized pieces and it just takes me a lot longer, whether it's me trying to find like an audio book and listening to it because I do retain that a lot more than reading it myself or if I'm following along to somebody reading it to me, Mm -hmm. just finding ways for me to actually be able to get like my certifications to get like certain mentorships and like just things for me to grow my business and like learn and not have to rely on the medication. Right. I would eventually really like to get insurance and like get on yeah. medication again. Understandably so. Because like it's so life changing in so many ways. And yeah. I I miss being able to like just wake up and be super productive and feel good about the day and yeah, not feel confident. like. Yeah. Feel not more feel like confident. I just let the whole day like, go yeah, because like, I don't have the energy or the intention span to get shit done. Yeah. But I definitely want to try to overcome those obstacles of mentally holding myself back and telling myself I can't and trying right. to just manifest like, okay, let's like changing your, your yeah, self-talk. Like, let's do better. Yeah. Let's try our best to just get past this and like do what we can with what we have and just mm-hmm. focus. Yeah. And yeah. That's probably my biggest hurdle that I want to try to overcome. It's like confidence building almost. Yeah. Like telling yourself like, okay, this sucks, but like embracing, let me like, try to hack it. Yeah. Hacking your ADHD. Embracing like, how my brain works. Cause there's yeah. a way that I can learn without, Adderall or medication. So I just need to figure out certain ways and different things that I can do. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, (laughs) definitely, uh, just getting more structured, um, more organized, just, and and that goes back to confidence too. I, you know, I, I don't want to tell myself like, Oh, you've, I've like convinced myself that I, I operate better with chaos and it's just not true. So it's like, (laughs) I would like to have a routine. I would like to, you know, know that every morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to eat. I'm going to go to the gym or, you know, just like little things. Like I'd like to just get on some type of system and routine. Some type of system. And like, I think like following through with the things I say I'm going to do, I really struggle with that. And like, yeah. again, it goes back to confidence. Like I want to, I need to work on like believing in myself because, you know, it can be very frustrating, like having, the memory issues thing is really what, and I wrote down like a list the other day of like, okay, what is keeping you from feeling fully confident? And like the first thing I wrote down was like memory. Mm. And like that was, it's such a thing that I think hinders me is like, and I know you get that. Cause like trying yeah. to learn things and then retaining it is the hardest part of it. So um, kind of just giving myself grace really and, and learning, you know, confidence building. I think with myself. when you do, at least for me with when I got on my routine and my schedule, 
I think it kind of helped with the confidence. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you have like your routine and you're like successful with that. I feel like it just builds confidence over time. Yeah. It's like a little hit of dopamine. Yeah. When you, when you, yeah. Achieve something, like, like when you small. be able to check things off mm-hmm. the list, like it's just yeah. satisfying. No mental notes. Yeah. <laughs> no mental notes. I'm going to make a mental note of that. <laughs> Those do not exist. <laughs> Literally, I will not remember earlier, the mental Kat note. Was like, he told me to what book story or something on the list of topics yeah. that we wanted to discuss. She's like, Oh, yeah, I'll remember. I'll remember it. And then we're going over it. And she's like, I have no idea what that was. I don't like, know what that not, was. Yeah. <laughs> no, like the little mental notes, like they're no, just not, they don't exist. They're not a thing. No. But. And that's object permanence. But anyway, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really, we'll probably cover this more in depth. But for now, we just wanted to kind of touch on it and, yeah. you know, educate, laugh about it, you know. Because um, it's like, it's normal and it's okay to have ADHD yeah. and like, so many people have it and so many people go like undiagnosed, but so many people don't have it and mm-hmm. like to say, oh, I have ADHD and make it a joke. And like, it is a, so much deeper than people mm-hmm. think that it is. And it's just yeah. frustrating when people make it seem something that's not, yeah. if that makes sense. And like they, they kind of like undermine yeah. what, what it is you really are going through. It, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. Like it is really hard because it affects like your social life. Like it affects your mental sanity like because there's days where you're like you question like why am i like this how come i can't be normal and just learn like a normal person why don't i have a career why don't i have like you know why can't i I have save money relationships like a normal person like how come i have to be like i have to unplug and not be like I have to isolate to do yeah. something. Like, or I like you need to have like groups, your own like, me time too. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have I to get recharge. So, yeah. The recharging and being mm-hmm. by myself in my yep. room and having people like understand like that's, it's not me being offended. And like, if I want to bail on plans cause I'm. Yes. Unreliable. Out, that's okay. Dude, you're, but it's, it's not so like you're being, like, a, it's just yeah. like, dude, my, my social battery yeah. is so drained and it's so much harder mentally when you have ADHD because you're focused on so much other shit. Yeah. Cause your brain is just hyper fixated on every little thing yep. that it's draining yeah. to be like, and you can't just say that going. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's like, we need to just normalize saying like, Hey, can't come part of ADHD <laughs> is, is emotional dysregulation. And today I am empty and I need to just yeah. recharge by myself. And like, you know, well, that's like starting that conversation, like, you know, you and I, like, cause mm-hmm. like, there's yeah, and I'll days. tell you, I'll be like, I'm depressed. Yeah. I can't do it. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, like cool. that's, that's chill. Like that's cool. Like yeah. we'll reconvene like, the next day and see what's going yeah, on. Like just allowing us to be a little unreliable yeah. as far as plans go, because like you understand why it's happening. Yeah. So even people without ADHD, like yeah, we as a society yeah. need just to give be people like, people a break. Yeah. Come, if you want to hang out, just don't let hang us out. bail, man. We're yeah, going to show like, up for your, <laughs> we're going to show up for the big moments, but like, man, I can't go out to a bar and be loud. And like, yeah, like sometimes I'm tired. Like I, we're I and I don't want to, ma- and that's the thing. I say no, because I don't feel like masking. I don't put myself in situations anymore where I have to mask. And that's yeah. just, that is my boundary for myself that I finally drawn. And that's the way I assess situations. Do I have to mask around you? Do I have to mask in the situation? No, then I'll go. Yes, I'm out because it's training. So, yeah. Um, okay, so now we're going to do something a little lighter. Ooh, I did want to touch oh, yeah. on really quick since we did get a couple questions um, for the pod um, via Instagram, but I didn't want to read them out this time because I wanted to kind of give you guys a heads up. And if you wanted to submit questions, shoot either Kat or myself a DM on Instagram. It's linked in the um, show notes, so our Instagram handles. Um, just title it so when we see it in the request, just say podcast question, mm-hmm. and then we'll we're gonna start reading off some questions in the next couple episodes. I feel like 
that could be fun. Like you yeah. can send us like funny, yeah. like would you rather's or yeah. like truth or dare, or like funny things. Health, Cause whatever. sometimes we cover yeah. really heavy topics. So it's we kind do. of fun to like lighten it up lighten a little bit. Moon. So, but also anything deep and dark or like, deep and dark. Um, yeah. We're here to answer that <laughs> for you. Um, Yes, yeah. so just send it to us via Instagram, and then we're going to start doing that to either end or start the pod, start, whatever yeah. we're feeling. Maybe both. Maybe, both. Yeah. Maybe a question at the beginning, a question mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. You know okay, what? and then what we're going to also do, like... Yeah, we have our song or book of the week. Yes. We figured that might be a little lighthearted and yeah. fun. <laughs> you want to talk about your song? Oh, my gosh. Let me pull it up. Yeah, I need Tell to pull up my book. I can't remember the book <laughs> you I'm can't reading. Remember. Oh, wait, I remember. Okay. What is it? <laughs> I'll talk about mine. Okay, so I'm reading uh, Master Your Emotions. Um, little fun fact for that. Uh, your happiness is not determined. Like, your brain is not structured to make you happy. It's structured for survival. So 50% of your... What was I going to say? 50%, <laughs> 50 of, like... Your happiness is, um, what's it called? Uh, genetic, which is fascinating. And then 40% yeah. is internal that hit factors. when you told me that yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. 40% is internal factors. And then only 10% is external factors. So like money, relationships, relationships, money, yeah. your, your wealth. Like, so literally like we always blame our happiness on like all of these things that we don't have or do have or whatever. And it's, our brains are just wired to survive so that's why we we take negativity like more hard yeah harder whatever um so yeah i just thought that would be interesting to share it's a really good book um it's already kind of helped me just in the last few days like perceive my day in a better way because i know that it's 10% of what is like happening to me um and the rest of it i can control so um yeah check it out master your emotions brie song i love how like you're so deep and i'm just like here's this stupid song no it's no we need this is great balance and you have deep things to say too you're you're so like no deep and then i'm just dude i'm i don't want to be sometimes i want to be silly and goofy silly a goofy gal but i i want to be deep you are deep and sometimes i'm silly like we are both silly goofy okay okay go ahead (laughs) okay so this song Nobody come for me on this, first of all. I'm going to. <laughs> it's also old. It okay. came out, I think, in 2020. I've just recently found it, so it's Ooh, new to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's called Getting Western by Ryan Charles. Excuse me. <laughs> it is a country rap. Oh. It's deranged. Is it? Who's, who is it by? Ryan Charles. I don't know who that is. I didn't either. I think I'm deep throating the mic again. <laughs> that's my bad um it's it's quite funny um i don't like country music at all it oh, kind of makes don't. my ears yeah. bleed but this I is a good one i was forced to listen to it growing up like i think that's why i hate it but it's country uh, rap okay so he's like rapping but with a twangy accent okay so it's i one just person? think it's hilarious like i love music but i want to hear is it just, can you play a little snippet or is that is are that we gonna allowed? get like i think we're gonna get like Oh, I don't think you can. Okay, think you can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. Okay. Well, we're, go we're listen to it on your this, own. Um, <laughs> this podcast world. Pull it but up on yeah, your own so time. listen to it um, on whatever What's platform. What's it called again? Um, Getting Western by Ryan Charles. Okay, perfect. All right, so we got Getting Western by Ryan <laughs> Charles. And, and then a deep ass book did about I, mastering master your emotions. emotions. I don't know who it's by, but if you look it up, it's it's like a popular book yeah so. so if you want to get a little deep and if you want to get a little western we got options <laughs> we've for got you. all of it for you all right guys we will see you next week on 
the pod the pod the pod tube on unpack that with brie and kat thanks for tuning in guys have a great weekend make somebody's day and we'll catch you next week bye bye